فَصْبِرْ So be patient. The Prophet ﷺ is addressed over here. You be patient. These people, they lie, they call you liars, they deny. What do you have to do? Be patient. Remain firm. Stay calm. Wait. This is what sabr is, right? That you control yourself from losing yourself. Right? That when somebody is doing something to anger you, when somebody is doing something that hurts you, when somebody is doing something that bothers you, you control yourself. But don't we generally blame others? You're making me angry. You're making me upset. You're making me. Sabr is that you take control of yourself. You don't give control of yourself to others. That you become like a like a screen and they become like a person who's playing a game. Press this button, this happens. That button, that happens. Right? So, sabr, take control of yourself. Be patient. Stay calm. And sabr is that you wait. Wait for what? For things to change. Because when things are beyond you, you cannot change them, then you have to wait for them to change. And who is the one who's going to change them? The same one who sends the winds that bring clouds, that brings the rain, that causes the earth to come back to life. He is the one who will create change. So be patient for that change. And remember, إِنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقَّ Indeed, the promise of Allah is true. The Prophet ﷺ is primarily addressed over here. That you shall be given victory. This is Allah's promise. So be patient for that victory. Remember the beginning of the surah, غُلِبَتِ الرُّومِ Right? The defeat of the Romans was mentioned. But then, a good news was given, that very soon this defeat is going to turn into a victory. And the time when Romans will be given victory, at the same time the believers will also rejoice, بِنَصْرِ Because of the help of Allah, because of the victory that Allah will give. So that victory is coming, that help is coming, change is coming, believe that Allah's promise is true, and until then, be patient. وَلَا يَسْتَخِفَّنَّكَ وَلَا and not يَسْتَخِفَّنَّكَ How do you translate this? There's no way of translating this in, in a few words. يَسْتَخِفَّنَّكَ Notice the noon. What does noon mean? It's mushaddad, right? So it's definitely. ka you. So يَسْتَخِفَّ He Make you light. Never let them make you light. Who? Alladina la yuqinun. Those who do not have yaqeen. Those who do not have conviction. Those who do not have certainty and faith. Don't, don't let them make you light. What does it mean by this? Don't let them make you light. Don't let them lighten you. Yastakhiffanna. Yastakhiffanna, if you think about it, it's from the root letters, kha, fa, fa. Right? Khafif. What does khafif mean? Light. It's the opposite of thaqil. Thaqil means heavy. Khafif means light. So istighfaf, and yastakhiffa is from istighfaf. Istighfaf is to make something light. To make something light. To take its weight away. To take its heaviness away. To take its impact away. So make it light. So, لا يستخفنك. 
those who do not have yaqeen don't let them weaken you don't let them lighten you now khafif if you think about it it is to be light in what in weight right when something is light in weight in its effect right in one's speech in one's words right also in one's speed to be slow there's so many different ways of being light right it's not just being lesser in terms of pounds or kilograms but in many different ways so la yastakhifannaka what does it mean then you see in arabic it is said istakhaffahu istakhaffahu that so and so found the other weak and so he made him lose his determination made him you know change his mind convinced him so he didn't have any thabat you see a person who's firm he's got weight right if something is firm it it feels heavy it's difficult to uproot it but when something is not firm how is it it's light so what do you do you just grab the stem and you just yank it out so easily you just pull it out so easily so is the khaffahu meaning he found him light in determination so he just you know deceived him he just manipulated him he just made him change his mind for example in the quran we learned that فرعون فاستخف قومه فأطاعوه He found his people light so they obeyed him meaning the people of Firaun they didn't really use their mind what did they do they just did whatever Firaun told them he said انا ربكم الاعلى they said yes he said come let's uh you know slaughter the the children of Bani Israel yes come let's chase them pursue them yes it's as if they didn't use their own mind you understand This is istikhafa. So don't let them make you light. How do we understand this in this context? Because remember it's a Makki surah, right? Right? And firstly the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is told that he should be patient. And sabr, if you think about it, you know, you need sabr in your thoughts, in your speech, in your actions, and sabr means that you you gather yourself together and you strengthen yourself up. you become firm and determined so no one can make you change your mind very easily you don't give up this is what sabr is right that you don't give up when you don't give up you're firm you're stable so and the opposite of that is to be light so be patient don't let them find you light so don't let them make you lose your certainty due to your lightness in faith in determination don't let them find you light and weak in your trust in Allah in your reliance upon Allah don't let them make you lose it that you become worried and you become anxious no you should be patient don't let them consider you light that your speech your words don't have any weight so what you say say it with confidence say it with emphasis because you see words are also considered light sometimes aren't they somebody's speech it's not given importance when is it that it's not given importance when you don't say it powerfully isn't it when you say it with hesitation with fear then the other person doesn't give much weight to it but when you say it powerfully with conviction then a few words are sufficient So don't let them make your words light. Say, recite the Quran, deliver the message. How? Confidently, powerfully, with strength. 
Don't be slow. Don't let them slow you down. Because of all of this opposition, don't let them slow you down. Keep up your speed. Don't let them weaken you. Also, if you think about it, thaqil, uh, you know, is something that's very heavy, meaning burdensome. Right? Unbearable. And khafif is something that really doesn't matter to you. So don't let them find you khafif. That they're very casual towards you. They don't take you seriously. They don't take your message seriously. Don't let them laugh you off. No. Be determined. Be confident. Be strong. Also if you think about a khafif, people are khafif in their temperament. Right? Some people they're very short-tempered. They're very khafif. And others they're thaqil. They're not short-tempered at all. You can say whatever to them and they don't cry. They stay strong. Right? They don't lash out. They control themselves. So لا يستخفن Don't let them anger you. Don't let them upset you. Because if you become angry and upset, you will lose your effectiveness. Khafif also, some, someone who's shallow. Right? So don't let them find you shallow, impatient. That on the slightest thing, you lose your manners. You lose your principles. Because if you think about it, a person with bad akhlaq, they're light. Right? A person who's short-tempered, for example, it's so easy to, you know, change them. It's so easy to manipulate them. So no matter how much they anger you, don't lose your calm. So لا يستخفنك الذين لا يوقنون. It's just one word, but it's got an ocean of meaning. Huh? And really, if you bring it in your life also, many times it happens that we get affected by those who are around us. Right? I don't know if it happens with you, but it happens with me a lot that, you know, in class we discuss a particular topic, and the moment I go, you know, I leave this place, that challenge comes. You know, that test comes. So that is the test that how thaqil or khafif are you going to be? How how easily affected are you going to be by the circumstances that you're in, by the situation that you're in, that somebody is making you angry, but you, you, you know, gather some weight. You be heavy. You be strong. You don't get pushed and shoved and, you know, so easily you change your mind. Be determined. Have some resolve. You know, have some confidence. لا يستخفنك الذين لا يقينوا. Don't ever let them lighten you. Don't ever let them, you know, dissuade you, make you change your mind, make you lose your determination. Be firm and strong. And this is the conclusion of the surah, right? The last verse. The Prophet ﷺ is being encouraged over here. If you think about it, how did the surah begin? غُلِبَتِ الرُّومِ And then a good news was given that. The help of Allah will come. Victory will come to the believers. But how to attain this victory? Fasbir. Through patience. Because inna nasra ma'asabr. Victory is with patience. But we have forgotten this today. And this is the reason why anything that happens, we react so negatively, so emotionally. And when we do that, we lose our dignity. We lose our honor. People find us light. They can say anything about us. They can blame us with anything. They can accuse us with anything. They can talk bad about us. So easily. It's like we've got no weight left. We've got no strength. So to overcome these difficulties, what is it that we need? Sabr. And remember that when a person forgets that Allah's 
promises are true because it's mentioned in Allahi Haq, right? When a person forgets that Allah's promises are true, then he is impatient. Sabr comes with what? This yaqeen that Allah's promises are true. He will certainly give victory. He will certainly give success. And primarily the Prophet ﷺ is addressed over here, but the command is also for us. Be patient over the harms and opposition from your people. And there should be no negativity in your reaction. And remember this is a Makki surah. And how the Prophet ﷺ observed sabr throughout these 13 years. Remember his sabr at Ta'if. Remember his sabr when Abu Lahab used to follow him around. Remember his sabr when Abu Jahl used to ridicule him. And in the next surah, Surah Luqman also we will see how the Prophet ﷺ had to do sabr over the opposition of his people. So be patient and be firm, be determined. And if you think about it, if the Prophet ﷺ was light in the sense that he didn't have resolve, then what would happen? If you think about it, what is it that makes people change their mind so easily? Money. Isn't it? You know, if there's a person who's accusing a certain firm of, or a certain company of something, usually, what's done? He's just given a lot of money, and he's told, be quiet. Isn't it? Money makes people quiet. Was the Prophet ﷺ offered money? Oh yeah. Was he offered leadership? Yes. Was he offered many things? Yes, he was. But did he accept them? No, he didn't. Why? Because he was not light. He was not to be moved from his position. He was firm. So in times of you know, hardship, difficulty, observe sabr. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, after you will come a very difficult time in which a person who holds on to the truth will be rewarded equivalent to 50 of you. Did you hear that? Such a difficult time when a person who holds on to the truth will be rewarded. How much reward? Equivalent to 50 of you. Who does you refer to? The people at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. This is a hadith in a silsilatul sahiha Authentic hadith. What does it mean? That if we find it difficult to hold on to parts of our religion, and it's difficult, then great ajr comes with great sabr. This inshallah will be a means of great ajr. Right? Because we might think that, oh, you know, for example, wearing hijab just a few years ago wasn't that difficult. But these days, it's become extremely difficult. Right? We might think like that. And you might be 100% right in the way you think. But this difficulty, this is when you have to do sabr. When you don't let people, you know, move you from your position. Be firm. Would you like to say anything before we continue? What did you understand from لا يستخفنك? Assalamu alaikum. This morning we was waiting uh, beside my building. We was waiting for my husband to pick us up. And then I saw this uh, beautiful flower in the middle of dry tree. Like all of it is dry, only the flower. I, even I take up a picture, it's so beautiful. And I was wondering, I was telling my little girl, I said, we are a Muslim like... Everyone around us, maybe they are so dry, they're not getting the Qur'an, they're not uh, absorbing Allah's word. If we are stay still, we will be inshallah like this flower in a day of Qiyamah. Inshallah. Inshallah. What are those times when we find ourselves weak? 
that we could be easily uprooted. Yes. Okay, when facing opposition from the family, what kind of opposition? Hmm? Only dini. What about things like your father maybe says something to you that super annoys you? Like seriously, it really annoys you. So over there, do you need sabr? Do you need to make yourself a little thaqil? You know, hold yourself down with some heavy anchors? Heavy, heavy weights? You understand what I mean? Because if we don't hold ourselves down with these heavy weights, what will happen? We will react in a way that will destroy our deeds. Isn't it? We will react, we will cause some damage to somebody else that will actually damage who? Ourselves. Us. What are some other times? Yes. Okay. That sometimes we find ourselves weak. You know, for instance, somebody is asking questions about Islam and then here we are trying to answer them and then we begin to have questions and we begin to have doubts. So here we were so stable and then all of a sudden we find ourselves weak. So what's the cure to that? What's the cure to that? What's the solution to that? Stay in that doubt? No. Seek knowledge. Gain strength. You see, we need weights basically. Alright? We need weights. Things that will ground, keep us grounded. You understand? That will keep us grounded. That will keep us firm so that we don't fall on every little thing. We don't get, you know, thrown by every little thing. We have some stability. Arguing and you want to stay patient, but then they take it as a cue that you, they can keep on talking more, but you just need to stay even more patient at that time. Yeah. I think what I learned from this um, word was to be assertive and not like let people push you around. Yeah. Even Don't if, be a pushover. Yeah, mm-hmm. like even if that means like being using more kinder words to them, it just show them that like you can't talk to me in a certain way. Like I'm a human too, just like you. So just don't be aggressive, but choose assertion over aggression and don't be like completely silent either. So just like the dean is middle, I feel like this is also... Exactly. And that, and that is sabr. Be assertive. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, you know, our desires and temptations of this world, uh, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a shaitan, it's uh, trying to weaken you up. And then you have to know your end result, you know, the hereafter. That will give you strength. Very true. Okay, many times when you feel alone, I yes. think that's, that's one that really does push you to the ground, whether it's with your friends or with your family. So then what's the solution? Where do you get the thiqal, the, the weight from? Because you see, we are خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ ضَارْفِ Right? We are weak. That means we cannot survive on our own. We need strength from something, somewhere. What are the sources of strength? What are the sources of strength? Yes? Quran, okay. Ilm, and sabr, and righteous company, and... Okay. Yaqeen. Go ahead. Somebody at the mic over there? Prayer. Prayer. Salah. Wasta'inu bis sabri. Wasala. Okay. Hope. Being hopeful. 
Sometimes being around the people, like your friends, um, you can be weak. Whether you go out somewhere and you know that what you're doing is wrong, and you have the knowledge that you know what we're going to be, where we're going to be hanging out, or what we're going to be doing is something that is against your real beliefs. But at the same time, your friends are encouraging you and influencing you. So then, that's the time where we become weak. And then we have to like bring back our values and say, you know, this is wrong. I know this is wrong, so we have to stop ourselves. Then, let me tell you a story over here of someone who was very determined, who had firm resolve. Um Sulaim, okay. Um Sulaim, radiallahu anha, she embraced Islam very early on. She was from the Ansar, and she embraced Islam very early. And her husband Malik, he was a very rich man, and he was actually away for some business trip. And when he returned and he got home, he found out that his wife had accepted Islam. And he said to her, have you become faithless? Have you become faithless? Have you lost your faith? What happened to you? And she said, no, I have not lost any faith. I have actually gained faith. Right? Her husband was not happy with her decision at all. So day in and day out, there was clear opposition you know, he would be angry with her, he would fight with her. And imagine living with this. Just imagine living with this. This constant fighting, you know, this uh, argumentation on a daily basis over not a small issue, but a major issue like this. Typically what happens in such a situation? Many women, they will say, my husband doesn't want me to do this. My husband doesn't want me to do this. My husband likes me to do this. You know, it's amazing. Women have so many ways of getting things done their way, of convincing their husbands. But when it comes to matters of deen, I don't know why we become so khafif, so light. You know, we become like somebody's puppets. Literally. It's as if we have no free will, no reasoning, no decision power, nothing of our own. We just fall on others. You control me. You order me. You tell me. I'll do whatever. Whereas they're not going to answer for you. You have to answer for yourself. So what happened one day, Malik, he came home and he saw that Um Sulaim was teaching words of the Adhan to her son Anas. Remember Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu? Imagine a six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old child, you know, saying, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, Ashadu anna Muhammad rasulullah And the father got extremely angry. He said, you are corrupting my child. What are you doing? And she said, I'm not corrupting my child. I'm actually educating him. I love my child. He's my beloved. Why would I corrupt him? Now, this whole time, Um Sulaim knows my husband's not happy with my Islam. He's not happy with the fact that I'm teaching my son Islam. But she remains firm. She doesn't lose herself. She doesn't lose her calm. She doesn't lose her, you know, respect for her husband in the sense that she's still treating him well. You understand? And then what happens? Malik, he goes out somewhere and he gets killed. So now Um Sulaim is a widow. And she's got a son. So Anas, he turns 10, and she takes him to the Prophet ﷺ, and she said, he knows this, 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 use him, he'll be your servant. So from that day onwards, Anas anhu was the personal servant of the Prophet ﷺ. Best, you know, wise woman. One of the best ways of teaching your child. Now what happens? Um Sulaim, another test. And that is that a very rich man of Medina proposes to her. And who's that? Abu Talha. 
And Abu Talha, he says, whatever you want, I'll give you. And she says, with all due respect, you know, a proposal from a man like you, it cannot be refused. However, you're not a Muslim. I cannot accept this proposal. لا يستخفنك She doesn't become light over there. You understand? She doesn't lose her faith over there either. You know, this is such a big test. A rich guy is proposing to her. Very rich man. And he offers her any mahar. He says, anything you want, I'll give you. She says, I'm not interested in your money. However, if you accept Islam, you know, that could be my mahar. That could be my mahar. And then she does da'wah to him. She says to him that how, don't you have any haya? How can you worship this idol? Don't you know that the slave of such and such tribe, such and such family, he went to the forest, you know, he cut down a tree, he brought the wood, and he shaped it into an idol, and now you worship it? What are you doing? So Abu Talha, he thought about it. And then he came and he embraced Islam. And then Abu Talha went to the Prophet ﷺ, and as he was approaching, the Prophet ﷺ saw him coming, he said, there is a light of iman on this man's face. So Abu Talha embraced Islam. Because of who? Because of Umm Sulaim. Now what happens? Umm Sulaim and Abu Talha, they get married. And then what happens? They have a child, a baby. Abu Talha is away. He comes back. And Umm Sulaim, she doesn't say anything to him. She feeds him. She gives him food, whatever, dinner, everything. He sleeps well. The next morning she asks him, if somebody gives you an amana and then they ask you to give it back to them, what would you do? I'll give it back to them. Well, your son was an amana from Allah and he took the amana back. Our son has died. She doesn't lose herself over there. She has, you know, firmness, determination, resolve, sabr. Um Sulaim, Abu Talha, they're living in Bayruha, this beautiful garden close to the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The ayah is revealed, لَن تَنَالُوا الْبِرَّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ Abu Talha goes to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and he says, this garden, I give it fi sabilillah. He calls out to Umm Sulaim, Umm Sulaim, come out, I've given this garden. She doesn't say, my house. لا يستخفنك. One night, Abu Talha comes home with a whole lot of guests and he says, food. Umm Sulaim says, there's just enough for the kids. He says, put the kids to bed. Turn the light off, the lamp off and pretend that you're eating. But don't eat. Serve all the food to the guests. And they did that. Allah revealed the next day, praising, praising these people, that وَيُؤْثِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَصَاصًا They prefer others over them, even though they themselves are in extreme hunger. لَا يَسْتَخِفَّنَّكَ She's not light over there. I'm hungry. What about my children? What about my stomach? Um Sulaim, her brother dies. Haram bin Milhan. Remember the story of Bi'r Ma'una? Right? Where a group of companions were sent and they were all killed. Right? They were cheated on basically. And when this companion, he's the one who, when he was killed, he said, Fustu bi Rabbil Kaaba. I have succeeded by the Lord of the Kaaba. He's the one who said that. And the Prophet ﷺ, he used to visit, you know, Anas radiallahu anhu, his household a lot. And when he was asked about it, he said, I feel sorry for Umm Sulaim. Her brother was killed, Ma'i, you know, because of me. He was killed. The Prophet ﷺ frequently visited them. Umm Sulaim, she used to travel with the wives of the Prophet ﷺ in so many journeys, so many of them. At one occasion we learned she was actually pregnant, sitting on a camel, 
and Anjasha, one of the servants of the Prophet ﷺ, he was driving the camels really fast. You know, he was reading his poetry, right, making all those sounds to make the camels walk fast. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Oh Anjasha, slow down. There are glass vessels. Just imagine, she's pregnant and she's in a journey. At the battle of Hunayn, when the Muslims were going, Um Sulaim, she actually had a dagger with her. And Abu Talha saw it. And he told the Prophet ﷺ that she's got a dagger. And the Prophet ﷺ asked her, she said, you know, if a kafir comes in front of me, I'm good. But, I mean, she did that. And the Prophet ﷺ laughed. Just, you know, an example of, you know, she wasn't someone who was, oh poor me, I'm pregnant, I'm this, I'm that, I'm hungry, my house, my baby. She's got, you know, this sense of identity, this sense of strength, this, you know, mission, some goal, some purpose in life, something that keeps her strong. Amazing woman. If you study her life, it's amazing how many times she could have given up. At another occasion, we learned that once Um Sulaim, she was pregnant again, and they were on a journey, and Um Sulaim, she was having extreme pains, and Abu Talha basically stayed behind, and the rest of the caravan went forward, and basically they thought that she was in labor. And Abu Talha felt really bad that everybody's going, and you know, I'm stuck here. And Um Sulaim was like, after some time, she said, let's go. And they went. They went. And then when they reached Medina, then she gave birth. Can you imagine a woman in this stage of her pregnancy, she's walking fi sabilillah? She's got some brain of her own. You understand what I mean? She's not being dictated by others. She's not being dictated by her circumstances. She's not being dictated by her weaknesses. She knows what she wants. And she's going for it. She's striving towards it. لا يستخفنك don't let anything lighten you, weaken you. Not your circumstances, not what the people say, not the temptations of this world. Have some resolve. And this is how success comes. Fasbir. Be patient. And believe in nawa'dallahi haq. Allah's promise is true. And when you believe that Allah's promise is true, there is ajr for the sabr, then comes strength also. Let's listen to the recitation of this ayah. فاصبر إن وعد الله حق ولا يستخفنك الذين لا يوقنون سبحانك اللهم بحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك 